Hey, this is Doug Benson, and you're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour? That's always great when somebody does a bumper where they act like they're not aware of the show. My life! Oh, hello, friends! Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name's Kevin Kraft, and I am joined by Jeff Clark. Yeah. Just me. Just... <laughs> yeah. Come We're... on. Can I suck my own dick or be naked? Help me out. This is awkward. Come on. Make me naked. Well... See, the, the, the whole intro thing was kind of like the Simpsons couch gag, you know? It was, it was a fun thing to keep, like, a fresh, new, recurring joke every week. I'm sure a few of them got recycled from time to time, but um, no. more or less, it was a way of making a joke about it being an audio-only show. So you couldn't see Jeff, so uh, you just had to take my word for it, that Jeff was pantsless, and his penis was out, and... Usually had a boner, and since Jeff and I are in Southern California, and you know, uh, outside of last year, we're in doing the show together in person. The third member of our trio was in Pennsylvania on a laptop, and we did it over Skype. And it was kind of just you could tell one guy clearly wasn't in the room with the other two. So my the the joke of Shuddy Boy being off somewhere doing something on like another planet or another universe or in a dumpster or somewhere was sort of just addressing that every week. Yeah, we got a guy that lives in the computer. Or I guess was it we had a guy in the computer. Right. Well, was it clear that I never picked up on that? Was it clear that he was on the computer, or did you just lean into that? I mean, you could tell audio wise. Like, Shuddy definitely sounded, you know, we had Skype audio. You could tell Shuddy Boy wasn't in the room with us. I feel like all the other podcasts I listen to, they do it the same way and kind of always have, especially when they had guests. And when I listen to ours, I don't really notice, like, any, like, off audio or anything different than, like, what major podcasters are doing. And my other podcasts, me and my buddy do it through Zoom and have been this whole year. And I don't even know if he has a microphone. And our tech still sounds good, so... As well, far as I know, I don't, I don't. Shuddy had a um, uh, one of those Blue Yeti mics, which the audio on those is pretty solid. Yeah. But, you know, all it takes is one little connection hiccup or when he would turn into Robot Shuddy. But, yeah, Shuddy, um, Shuddy quit the show in the past yeah. week. Do we know that for sure? Well, he's not he's here. Not, he's not here right now. Yeah. I, I want to say he's taking a sabbatical. We're... We're working through some 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 issues, and I plan on helping figure this out, hopefully, and moving forward. But yes, Shuddy's Shuddy's not here, and I uh, I had to murder a digital dog today. I'm very upset about it. I took yeah old Discord out back and shot her right in the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we touched on this briefly last week towards the end of the show that uh, some people in our Discord for some reason. Um, have uh, so much free time on their hands, they decided to fucking get involved in a completely different Discord and crash it and troll it. 
and uh, the people in that Discord did some digital sleuthing. So it turns out the people, and I'm, I'm uh, not the people, like a couple people. I don't even know how many people it was, but a couple people in our Discord weren't quite as clever as they thought they were. So they were able to trace the fan base back, and one of them changed their Discord name to Jeff Clark. So they thought it was the one of the hosts of the show trolling another Discord, and these people got very bummed out about it and started like doing negative review bombs of the show and trying to report us to, to Discord and get us in trouble and shit. And Shuddy got super pissed about it, and... Shuddy got pissed at Jeff that Jeff wasn't pissed enough or something like that. And Shuddy, you know, exploded and had a meltdown and quit the show. And he's gone radio silent. Uh, it, it's And it's very, very, very weird. Like, th- this show, it's it's tough when, you know, three friends are essentially doing, you know, I don't know if you could clarify this as a business, but it is work. You know, we put effort into this. We we keep a regular schedule. It's once a week. You know, we do stuff outside of this. We we made, you know, we make all the content for our Patreon and stuff. So it is. We're we're work we're working together. We're friends. We work together. And sometimes we butt heads and sometimes shit gets emotional. And Shuddy Boy is a very emotional guy who will just go from zero to a million in a split second. And I'm not gonna lie, I've I've had my my moments where I get bitchy and I've had to be talked off the ledge a couple of times where I'm just like, man, is this even fucking worth it? Like, this is such a headache. Uh, sometimes it doesn't feel like it's work it, worth it. And I wanted to just be like, maybe it is worth just, just hanging it up. You know, the show's been going for a very long time. Maybe it's run its course. And then I calm down and either Jeff or Shuddy will talk me off a ledge. And, you know... We don't miss a beat. The show's the show's there next week. But this is I mean, and Shuddy usually I don't know what does Shuddy quit the show like three times a year or something like that. Yeah, he gets pretty mad often. Um, well, it, this isn't the most random occurrence, but yeah, with that kind of stuff, like you're the you know it sounds corny, but you're the rock with all that. Like you, even as mad as I, I've actually quit the show. Now I maintained me and you. I talked a little bit about it. Me and you bickered. Uh, at the end, like in the final few messages, but it was in my head and how I remember it was mostly a scheduling issue. And once you hit me up to come back on, there wasn't a lot of conversation. It was like, yeah, dude, I'm down. Like my schedule's free. Here, let's do it. Like it was, there was no lingering beef. Right. And as mad as you've ever gotten at us and it's happened quite often, I'm not the easiest one to deal with. You know, I've have quite the fucking, um, employment skeletons in my closet i can tell you that um you've never like quit really or not really you've never quit and you know so i would say like you're the less the least vaginal out of all of us because of which, <laughs> you, know, you know um it is and- it, it is tough because a lot of times um you know like we said shuddy is a very emotional guy it doesn't take much to set him off and when he gets set off there's no middle ground he goes scorched fucking earth right away. And Jeff, as I'm sure anybody who's listened to more than one episode knows, Jeff likes to troll and he likes to be an instigator and he likes to pour gasoline on fires. So it's the perfect fucking storm when Shuddy gets all pissed off and bitchy. Jeff will counter that by 
by fucking poking them. And then it's just a, a tornado of shit. And then I'm sitting here like with my thumb up my ass like, God damn it, this is supposed to be fun. We're doing a fucking comedy show. What the hell is going on here? And then in the irony of all this, you motherfuckers on YouTube call me a diva. <laughs> Go figure yeah. that. My God. I mean, the base logic of everything you said makes sense. I have some, you know, some pieces I like to argue, and I'll save that between you and me, you and Shuddy when we get there. But, like, yeah, I hear you. You know, like, I didn't act the best here. You know, I'm still, I have you know, my frustrations with Shuddy and how he, he carried himself throughout this. And, you know, I have points that I'd want to argue, but, like, yeah, it's just, it. You know, it doesn't need to be this much beef over something that to me is not that big of an issue. And I certainly exasperated it. So, I mean, that's fair. That's a a fair summation of what happened. And I got Um, my beef with both of you guys. But Jeff and I have been talking. Shuddy Shuddy and I haven't. Shuddy's, Shuddy's gone radio silent. And you can't, I don't know, I think it's goddamn near impossible to have, you know, professional and personal relationship with people and not butt heads from time to time it's gonna happen and you know we always work it out um just because you know some of us have beef with each other even sometimes there's some three-way triangle human centipede beef and that's gonna happen it's completely unavoidable but i'm always willing to work shit out i think it's 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 uh it's it's the weirdest weirdest possible way this ever could have fucking played out like um the one thing that ever drove Shuddy Boy from the show, what, what appears to be at this point permanently, being like just a couple knuckleheads in our Discord going and fucking people in a different Discord to put him in I'm taking my ball and going home mode. Uh, I wish I had a better answer for, for the Puminati. I wish this made more sense. I wish there was a more satisfying answer. Uh, you know, selfishly for myself, because I'm... Just as confused as everybody listening to this right now. It makes no fucking sense to me. Um, I've talked to a lot of people, you know, that we know personally, and they're just as confused. And I don't know. I initially hit up Shuddy, and I'm like, I don't know. Level with me. Is there something else going on? Or like, have you just been meaning to quit the show for a while, and you're just looking, you were looking for anything to hang your hat on? Because I'm going to level with you, dude. This seems so fucking bizarre to me. Like I, I almost feel like you're trolling me. Like this is this is like performance art or some shit. And he was gung ho about it. Like he's he's fucking history. It's so weird. It's so yeah. weird. I don't. Get I mean, it. it's it's more than he gave me. You know, we we were going back and forth in the group chat, and he went off on me, and he said stuff to me that I thought was uncalled for. So in my head, I was like, oh, okay, we're beefing. Cool, let's do this. And I look at it because I have. You have a sister. He has a sister, right? Not that I know you don't have a brother. He doesn't have a brother at all, right? No. I have two brothers. Right? I've gotten into so many fucking fights with these guys over the years, over the dumbest shit. Then a day or two later, we play a video game together and whatever, right? And, you know, I, I, I anticipate him coming back and all that stuff. So, like, when I, I, I mean this when I say it, like, I look at us like brothers, and I'm like, yeah, we're going to beef, but we're not going to walk. Like, I'm not going to fucking walk out. You're not going to walk out. I just, I know how he is. I know how fucking hot headed he can be. 
And this sounds stupid, but I didn't, I didn't see it getting to this point. I really didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Sound stupid. I know as I'm saying it, it's like, oh, dipshit. But I, I just, I didn't think it was going to get to this point. And I know I fucking riled them up. And I, and in a sense, my act, my attitude and how I carried myself suggested that I really wanted to get to this point. <laughs> I, I always figured that like we would just, you know, we would have kangaroo court on the fucking, on, on the podcast. Like, I had my argument on how he was a dick and how he was wrong and you were a pussy and he's a pussy and I was going to serve you guys or I was going to get fucking dunked on (laughs) one of the two, but either way it would be good content and we would move forward. Like it's, it is crazy. And like, there's a whole bunch of listeners that have our, our Patreon subscribers. And I very much appreciate that. You know, Kevin appreciates it and absolutely Shuddy does too that, definitely needs to be expressed and if he were here he would express that as well he's very appreciative of all the support we've gotten recently especially but the discord to me you know it was my call uh the whole way through i was the one who made the discord it was my idea it was something that i thought was an add to the show and i thought it worked in a lot of ways and then today and after talking with you last night and reading through uh, one of the Patreon exit surveys and kind of, you know, thinking about it in my head, it was like, you know, like if anyone is bummed out about the discord or about the activity happening in the discord, then maybe it's not the best extension of our podcast at this point. And what nailed it for me was just, Uh-oh. you're freezing up, Jeff. Oh no knew this and maybe you said this when we talked about discord in the first discord infiltrated paid for our patreon and came into our discord and took screenshots oh, no. like they could have gotten everything i just got to note what? that my my uh internet has become unstable fucking shit damn spectrum Uh-oh. you can still hear me right Jeff? i can still hear you so okay. do we can you not hear me no i can hear you Oh, okay. We might be so, out of sync. The uh uh yeah, this happened to my podcast last week, my other podcast. My buddy has Spectrum in Long Beach, and like the east side of Long Beach, Spectrum just went down. It went down for like three hours. Yeah, that's Spectrum's specialty. But being a bag of shit. Yeah, just to wrap up the whole Discord point of it, it's like I my hands were tied. Once you once I found out that people were getting in taking pictures, documenting what we're talking about and what I thought's a private space. I, I want to have locker room talk. I want to talk shit with the guys, the girls, say whatever the fuck I want and not worry about it coming back to me because you know how I like to tell jokes. You know how I like to bullshit. Not gonna, if it's written down, it looks really, really bad. Like I might be able to explain it here on the podcast. The words, the black and white of it, it's pretty, it looks, it looks bad. It looks bad. So like now that I found out that people can do that, it's like, all right, I got to murder discord. Like I yeah. can't, that can't happen. Yeah. That so happen. we lost your, the, the, the connection got a little funky as you were explaining things, but like somebody from the discord server that the handful of knuckleheads decided to go and fuck with like completely, I don't even know why they chose to do that and why they chose to bring it to our, our, our home base. Like it certainly wasn't anything we egged on or promoted or instigated. They just fucking took it upon themselves, did it, and then came back to our our 
home base chuckling about it and we're like, all right, what are you fucking idiots doing? Yeah. But somebody from that Discord is like, like that's the thing. You can't fucking, you can't uh, fuck around on the internet because there's always a bigger nerd. There's always a bigger dork. And there's always that somebody that understands how to fucking like hack the mainframe and shit. So this guy tracked down these the, these people, traced them back to the show, blamed the show for it, and some guy found how people are getting into our Discord by joining the Patreon. So he joins the Patreon, he gets an invite, and he goes in, and he Aaron Brockoviched it. He took like all these screenshots of those people talking about the fucking. The, the trolling they were doing. So they screenshotted it oh, and tried to like get us booted off of Discord, which upon hearing about that, I was like, what a fucking godsend that would be. The Discord's just a fucking pain in the ass. It has been for a very long time. So, yeah, it's gone. That's what happens. You play stupid games and here's the fucking stupid prize. We tried to provide yeah. a, a, a cool service and uh, it backfired on us. Yeah, I'm way more mad. I'll say this. I'm way more mad at Cincinnati Discord than I am uh, Puminati. But I, you know, I gave these guys a good amount of shit about it, uh, you know, I, uh, over Discord. It's like, I mean, you know, I, I have my feelings about Shuddy and the way he handled it and the trolling and how much fun that could be and how much content this could be if we if it was pivoted the right way. But like. That being said, they found exactly where you were. <laughs> like you weren't clever. They, yeah, they literally showed up to the headquarters and took pictures. Like, if I, you know, don't anyways, don't use our name. Don't use the podcast to do this in the future. But on top of it, like, why don't you just be a little more clever? <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? Like, they, they yeah, they the, came like, right to your headquarters. Yeah. Damn it. Our headquarters. Yeah, just just a reminder. Not even just for you know the people who were in the Discord, but just in general, a good rule of thumb: fuckery usually does have consequences. Like if you went and did that shit in person, like you just went up to a group of people and started trolling them, odds are one of them might try and kick your ass or something, or I don't know, uh, call the cops. Call whatever. the cops. Yeah, I hear you. Do something. Yeah. And it's the same shit if you do it fucking online. Like, yeah, the, you, the newsflash in life. Sometimes there are fucking consequences. Sometimes you can't just go off and be a cocksucker and walk away scot-free. Like, you poke. In general, people look to poke back. And you fucking got us poked. And we didn't even yeah. do anything. Oh, man, that, that shit pisses me off, dude. It pisses me off. Like, we essentially, like, this is what really like piss like frustrates me most about it. Like I, and this is where we differ. I don't want to like ask these fucking retards for forgiveness. It, like to me, like, okay, we didn't, we, you and I shuddy didn't do anything. Our, our, our fans did. We have to answer for that. I, I have to, me personally, I have to answer for that. And I'm okay with that. That sucks. I'm really bummed out about the, the bad reviews, but it's not a big deal in the grand scheme of things. We'll move on. Right. It's, it's just, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just fucking, yeah, it's frustrating that, like, it got back to us, and it's, like, it's just, yeah, it's just frustrating that, like, these fools would, like, t- in- infiltrate, pay for our Patreon, take pictures of it, report us to Discord, troll us, 
troll our podcast knowing we didn't really have anything to do with it and then we're supposed to ask them for forgiveness like fuck you ah it it pisses me off it pisses me off and in another in another world in another lifetime i think you younger shuddy younger me younger you go after these guys in a goofy creative way maybe not maybe i'm tripping but like it pisses it pisses me off that like we they literally trolled us. They gave our fucking podcast a negative review and they never listened to the podcast. Like that's you, you, you can't sit there and bitch about trolling and then fight trolling with trolling. I don't know. Fuck me. I, I mean, there's definitely truth to that. There's bitch assness all around. And, uh, all I wanted to do was, you know, crack a mic and tell a few jokes Slap some smiles on faces. And, uh, you know, the show's been going for over a decade. So I guess in in some sense, we should consider ourselves lucky that there hasn't been more fuckery like this. Yeah. That's kind of what I want to say to Shuddy. Like, you know, by summertime, you when you come out here, we'll be, it'll be cool. We're good. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, what are we talking about here? You know, it's fun, yeah. just fucking Cincinnati pussies. We acted like pussies in Discord. Well, let's we'll all move on. We'll have a little kangaroo court, put on the boxing gloves, get over it the next day. So I don't, I don't yeah, and I don't, I don't know. Like, like we've said, there's, there's been a lot of behind the scenes, behind the scenes drama over the years that never spilled out into the air. Um, you know, once we got it resolved, it's sort of in the past. And it's like, all right, cool. Now that that's over with, let's get back to the the real mission and just putting on a comedy show. So it's it's never come to this before. We we've never had to crack the mic, mics and be like, well, Shuddy's not here because he's still butthurt. It's been seven days and we didn't resolve it, and he's not returning our texts. He's he's gone radio silent on us. So all I can imagine is. And he, and he, I will say this too. Shuddy did go pretty fucking scorched earth on his way out. So who knows? Wait, to you or just like in in general in our conversation? Yeah, in general, in in many different ways. Sure. Um, And we've lost, we've lost Patreon subscribers uh, due to, to to both sides of of what's happening. So it's it's all it's all fucking weird. It's all fucking weird. And uh, for any, and I know that if you if you look at our download numbers compared to our our Patreon subscribers, you know there's a way way more people listening right now that have no fucking clue what we're even talking about. <laughs> so yeah, like, our bad. Sorry, guys. This is this is more or less just giving everybody as much info as possible as to what's going on. I mean, a fucking third of the show is gone, and yeah, that's, they're expecting three windows. That's that's a, you know that's. A big part of what people love about the show is the fucking chemistry. We're, we're we are similar in a lot of ways, but the 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 magic in the ingredients, the magic juice, is the fucking differences in the three of us. And you fuck with that formula, and yeah, things change. So you guys are owed an explanation. I, I wish it made more sense, but that's ugh, that's it for now. And for the people that are on the Patreon, you know. Uh, it, it does seem like if you were a big fan of What the Fuck Did I Just Watch with Dom and Shuddy, uh, Masters of the Pooniverse, where they did their, their He-Man show, 
I don't know. We might we might be able to find a way to like myself and Jeff sub in with Dom because I know Dom's bummed out. Dom Dom you know loves loves all this stuff. He loves the world. He loves doing the Patreon shows and all that. So I know Dom is really upset. So if there is a way that Jeff and I can take turns subbing in, maybe we can keep what the fuck did I just watch alive in in some sense. But we're still gonna crank out all the other shows. We're still going to do the Patreon shows. All of our solo, like Jeff and my solo shows, are going to be going up on the $10 tier of Patreon. Uh, Jeff and I have talked about launching a new show, the the anime show. So we're going to try and make that happen. And we just carry on. And if Shuddy, Shuddy fucking cools down a little bit and decides he wants to come back, yeah, then he'll, then be, he'll back. be back. I hope. I hope. He'll be back. And why not? We're all homies. It's It's fun. It's profitable it's it's fun we're homies it's pro we're fun i don't know like he'll come back uh the, the la- my only my last piece is about the patreon specifically and candidly speaking i thought i was 1000 percent right in this whole thing and no one could talk me off of it right and you know i still am willing to argue my point if we can just get into like a fun back and forth you know but that's kind of impossible at this point but then when I read the exit survey, someone specifically like essentially cited me and how I carried out or how I acted and that it bummed them out. And I'm the reason they left. And it's not the money. It isn't. It, it, it's, I mean, it was, truthfully, it's $10. But like, it's been so much fun doing this and people give us so much good feedback. And and if someone's going to be bummed out because of what I did, that makes me feel lousy. Like, that's not how I want to. I love busting balls and I love slamming on my homies and talking shit. But like, I'm not trying to bum out any of the listeners. And that's what happened. And and objectively speaking, if you look at the data and Patreon, I look like the bigger asshole. <laughs> like, so, and again, I'm I, truthfully, I'm a little dumbfounded by that. I'm a little surprised, but. The data is the data. What do you want me to say? I don't know. Like, so my bad, y'all. Hey, hey, everyone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. All right. Well, let's leave Discord's carcass behind us. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. That thing was a fucking ticking time bomb anyway. Jesus, man. They literally came to the headquarters. Yikes. Yeah, man. Those paper trail pussies. You <laughs> you poke people on the internet, those motherfuckers get petty. Yeah. I thought Puminati Discord had a lot of free time on their hands. Cincinnati Discord. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I've learned from this whole experience is people don't have enough hobbies. Like, buy a PlayStation. Buy a Switch. Get some comics. I don't know. You have Netflix. Watch a fucking movie. That's a good Holy point. Shit. I do... I do participate a lot in the discords to where I could be like, Hey man, come on, dude. I don't have a, don't be like that. I'm one of those guys without a hobby. But the, also the other thing is we weren't a pandemic. Like we, I, I spent more time on my computer, my weekly screen time email that I've been getting. Oh, it's depressing. From 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 iPhone, from Apple. Like I, you know, I, I've been inside on the computer a lot, so I've been doing nothing besides talking shit on Discord. So I'm like one of those people, you know, with things opening back up, I'm, you know, I'm going to have more hobbies, I guess. But yeah, dude, I, I don't know. The whole thing fucking sucks. And I think it'll be resolved sooner than later, but we'll see. And there's no promises. Yeah. 
for the time being, Discord's got to fucking go. Yeah, I whacked it today. There's, it's just, it's too much of a Trojan horse. Um, it's, it's a, it's, it's something that could eventually cause way more harm than good, and it's already doing harm. So like, it might just be as simple as having a fucking chat room. An internet chat room will always devolve into the same fucking thing. So maybe it's just not worth including at all. We got comments on everything. There's comments on our social media. There's comments on YouTube. The, if you're a subscriber to the Patreon, you can comment on all the, all the posts we make. So there's ways to interact. We don't need a fucking 24-hour, round-the-clock chat room. Yeah. Again, if, unless, if, unless there's better options out there. I don't know. But for the time yeah. being, fuck Discord. Yeah, I mean... The the simple matter the uh, simple fact of the matter is some people aren't happy and it's because of Discord and we want everyone happy. So. Yeah. So there you go. There's your update. Um, hopefully next week we'll have we'll have better news. If not, we're fucking carrying on. MSPH lives, and uh, uh, I don't know what else Wait. to tell you. <laughs> so do I have to do I have to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Nah. I don't have to start. The, I have to re. I'm going to buy some comics. I'm going to the comic shop tonight. <laughs> actually, uh, also, I got to ask Dom about this. I do got to talk to Dom about this. But the MSPH wrestling, that people are probably expecting an update on that because we were going to do it this weekend. Uh, yeah. Did you ask Dom? I didn't ask Dom. So should I not say anything? No, I, I, it doesn't matter. I, I can't. I, I can't. If MSPH wrestling goes on, I'm going to try to push it back a week. If MSPH wrestling goes on, I can't be on this weekend. Has nothing to do with this drama. I'm flying upstate New York for some family reasons. I, I got to spend time with my family uh, throughout the whole weekend, and I'm just not going to be. I'm not going to have internet, a steady internet access. Not going to be all the bullshit with the Puminati like I like I want to. Like I. I fucking love MSPH wrestling. I love getting together, talking shit, drinking beers, ordering Whole Foods pizza, like just making it, making a whole fucking night of it. And I can't, I can't do it this weekend. So uh, it's most likely going to be postponed. Um, I'll message everyone in Discord. No, <laughs> uh, no, no, I won't get. Just kidding. Sorry. You Too can, soon. You can, you can uh, just kick it old school and and keep an eye on our social medias. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitter we'll at MSPH Podcast at MSPH Podcast, and we'll let you know whether what if it's happening or not. We'll keep you updated on Dom's Twitch if it's going forward. I'll text him right now because he's texting me. Yeah, he just messaged me as well. All right, hold on one second. He's trying to figure out what happened to Discord. It's like, well, she's dead and buried. <laughs> I I killed her today, actually. So. An intense situation. It's emotional. I went into this with the best intention. Yeah, you know, the, the chat thing was my idea. So for it to blow up in my face because of me, it's just like, oh, wow. I'm getting spit roasted by Discord. Yeah, Ricky. who could have seen that coming? Not me, right? Yep. My butthole and mouth are surprised. Well, aside from that. Yeah. Anyways. Now that that weirdness is out of the way. I did. did you uh, watch anything? Actually, I did. You know what? I did, Jeff. And I watched something at the recommendation of Puminati Elite member Bonnie. 
She, is that still the case or the discord fucking is she gone too? No, no. Uh, Bonnie, Bonnie attempted discord for one day and she was like, I left discord for five minutes and then opened it back up again. And about 30 conversations had passed and it was exhausting. So I never went back. Yeah. Anyways, what anyway, did, uh, she hit me she up. Let me, let me pull it up. So I get the name exact. So Hulu has a documentary called The Orange Years. And it's a documentary about the golden age of Nickelodeon. So for me, the golden age is... What is that? Not, are You Afraid of the Dark? All of that. That was on the same night, right? Same Saturday night? Maybe Salute Your Shorts? No, that's a morning one. I know no. they're all they're all probably going to be covered, right? Yeah, it's so they cover the start of Nickelodeon when it like first launched. And I guess when it first launched, they it was completely different. They had no idea what they were really trying to do, so they had weird educational stuff on there and the programming was was not very Nickelodeonish. And it even got into okay, so I've mentioned this a sprinkling of times real briefly, but I have this distinct memory in my head because I feel like everybody growing up loved Sesame Street and I did not like Sesame Street. Something about it just never landed with me. Even as a kid, I thought it was stupid. And I remember seeing a thing one time where there was this weird beady-eyed like rat mole puppet woman (laughs) who ate a fucking pie filled with worms. And I remember just her appearance was weirding me out. And then when she ate a pie of worms, it really freaked me out. And I was like, fuck this. I'm out. And every time I've mentioned that, people are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. That sounds like a false memory or a dream you had. When I started watching this Nickelodeon documentary, they started showing, I guess the show that launched all of it was a show called Pinwheel. Do you remember that at all? No, I'm going to really old. So it, it might be before your time. There was a show called Pinwheel, and it was basically like a dollar bin Sesame Street. It had low budget, but it was the same exact thing. It was a bunch of puppets and like humans mixed in and like random animation and stuff. And the theme song was like, Pinwheel, Pinwheel, spinning around. Look at my pinwheel and see what I found. And then it just repeated over and over and over. Nice, dude. But I have a distinct memory of that. And in they showed footage from it. And if you go to four minutes and 50 seconds in this Nickelodeon documentary, you can see that fucking mole rat woman puppet. And I almost fell out of, fell off my fucking couch when I saw it. I was like, oh my God. And all these memories came flooding back. Like, that's the thing. That's the thing that made me hate puppets and Sesame Street. So that was kind of what launched Nickelodeon was sort of the popularity of, of Pinwheel. And the people involved in that just started getting... Uh, involved in other other programming and stuff. But it it got into when they started working on the branding of Nickelodeon and they started just picking content from other countries and stuff. So they were taking Japanese cartoons and just dubbing them or just cartoons from other countries and just dubbing them in English and then they got the rights to you can't do that can't you can't do that on television, which is the origin of this horn. <laughs> And it was a Canadian comedy skit show for kids that actually, I think it was Alanis Morissette's first gig. 
No shit. So it's like the Mickey Mouse Club for Canada. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. But it was it was it was really edgy stuff. Like there was a, a like a, a one of the skit the recurring skits was this disgusting cafeteria worker named Barf or something like or Blorf Blarf, some something Barf related, and he would say disgusting things and put boogers in burgers. And then when the kids would get so grossed out they would puke, he would hold a bucket out and catch their puke because that was an ingredient in his food. Oh. It was really, really gross. And, you know, in the early 80s or maybe late 70s, if kids were watching gross TV shows, their parents didn't, like, freak out and write letters and be like, and get them into therapy. It was just like, ah, you kids in your fucking gross shit. Or just like, yeah, you're not allowed to watch this channel at this time. That show is banned. Uh, so they, they they got away with a lot more shit. And speaking of getting away with a lot more shit, the stuff they showed from, you know, Ren and Stimpy back in the day and Rocco's Modern Life, they, they just show a part where Rocco is up at a bush picking berries off of it, and he plucks a berry, and a this big beast jumps out from the bush holding his dick. So Rocco pretty much honked a dick in that cartoon. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, everybody remembers, everybody in our age group remembers, like, Ren and Stimpy being gross, like, they're picking boogers and barfing on each other and shaking their ass. Like, yeah, this is yeah. this is stuff that wouldn't be in a, a kid's cartoon today. But straight-up goosing dicks and Ren and Stimpy being in bathtubs with, like, grown naked adults, it really did flash back to, like, we were watching some pretty edgy shit back in the day. For sure, dude. That today's um, pussy parents could never could never handle. I, I yeah I just don't remember Nickelodeon like that. So I'm. I, you said this documentary is on Hulu. Yeah. Is it? Oh, is it a movie or is it a like a a mini like a series? No, it's it's like an hour and forty minutes. Okay. But they go through, you know the the classic that, and it's always weird because Nickelodeon's still around, so you never know what people consider to be the classic Nickelodeon. But for my age range, this was like the classic Nickelodeon with Salute Your Shorts. And Nick Arcade and Hey Dude and Clarissa explains it all, and they get into pretty much the and you know Doug and Rugrats, and it's pretty much just origin stories of all that stuff and how they pitched it to the the bigwigs at Nickelodeon and who was running it and it was really fucking cool. If you have any sort of nostalgia for Nickelodeon and you're, I don't know, thirty to forty in the thirty to forty age group, it's it's pretty dope. I liked it a lot. That they covered, you know, the Double Dare era, and when they launched Nickelodeon Studios at Universal, and were filming all the shows there. They and they also get into like Keenan and Kel and all that, and that was around the age when I started aging out of Nickelodeon and stuff. But the and, you know they what you mentioned they covered the the Snick Saturday Night Nickelodeon where they had yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark. It was cool. It was very nostalgia heavy, and they had interesting behind the scenes stories. The guy that created Doug is fucking Doug. He just looks like Doug, dresses like Doug. He's a total fucking Doug. Super weird. And he just like feels like dumb luck, right? Like he pitched, I don't know, he pitches a cartoon essentially around himself, and he's yeah, got no him like, a little kid. fame himself. Yeah, I think he worked. Does he on know pinwheel. someone at Nickelodeon? Well, yeah, because he worked on Pinwheel, so he gotcha, had like a relationship okay. with all those all those people. Right, that makes sense. And you know, they touched on Pete and Pete, a whole bunch of stuff. It was it was cool. 
enough for me to suck uh, 4.25 Nickelodeon dicks. I was trying to... When you said Clarissa... What was that again? Explains Cla- it all. Clarissa explains it all. Yeah. That has Melissa Joan Hart, but I was thinking of the other girl, Larissa Olenek. Oh, yeah. The Secret World of Alex Mack. That's the show that I was thinking of. Yeah, she was in I the like documentary. They they talked about that show. I'm like, I feel like she should still be kind of famous. I guess Melissa Joan Hart isn't famous, so maybe I'm just I'm just tripping, but. I always thought she was hot and she was going to like make something more out of herself. Um, she was in 10 things I hated about you, right? Yeah. She was in that. She movie. was in the faculty, I think. Which actually I was thinking about that movie earlier today. 10 things I hate about you. Do I need to do like Heath Ledger with Julia Stiles with Shuddy? Do I need to show up at us at like pliables and sing him like a fucking get the band and sing him like a song it couldn't hurt <laughs> i'll go with you i'll film it uh, hey i'm flying out east uh tomorrow so i'll just take a greyhound down to, to quaker town and i'll go to all the pliables and just <laughs> i'll show up just if i can ready to sing a song did you You're too good to be true so we we you know we know you are a halloween grinch does that mean like, did you also hate Nickelodeon? Be like, oh, this is ch- kid shit. This is pussy shit. I'm too cool for Nickelodeon. I think I got done with it when I was like younger than most kids because I was just super into sports. But like I said, no, I was into all that. The Snick, the um, Are You for the Dark, all that. Global Guts. Global Guts, I like. Double Dare, I liked. But I feel like it went off the air when I was still somewhat young. Maybe not. Maybe I'm tripping. Salute your shorts. Uh, salute your shorts. I liked. Salute your shorts was my favorite of all Nickelodeon content. Was my favorite, and that they got like the least amount of episodes too. They only did like 23 episodes in the whole run, and it, I wish that was one of the biggest bummers about the documentary for me. Since that one was my favorite, I wish they told more salute your shorts stories, but they didn't. They didn't do too much. They didn't spend too much time on it. I got like the height of my Nickelodeon fandom was probably like, I I really liked Doug and I really liked Rugrats. And then when Hey Arnold came on the scene, I messed around with Hey Arnold a little bit. And then I was like, I was done. Like Rocco's Modern Life, I feel like came on after Hey Arnold. And I, I, I just, I never really fucked with that. And I never really watched Ren and Stimpy, which is before all of those shows. Yeah. I don't really know why. I just I just didn't like it, you know. But I think you'd like no. this one. You think I like the documentary? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because yeah, a lot of these shows, like I said, The Secret Life of Alex Mack, I thought was, you know, I, I like that shit. So a lot of that is like nostalgic for me, Doug especially and Rugrats, but they got some yeah. cool Doug and Rugrats stories. Isn't it. Rugrats wasn't that a Howie Mandel production for the most part? No. No, no, um Howie Mandel was Bobby's world. Okay. I could have swore he was a voice in that. Maybe nah. I'm tripping. I guess I'm tripping. How I'm gonna I'm gonna Google Howie Mandel Rugrats. I felt like he was the <laughs> father. I'm just talking way out of my ass right you now. Maybe. Might be right, but I don't think so. I don't think Howie was a voice on it. Well, my next question was because you would have known that if it were true, if Howie Mandel was like 
one of the showrunners for Rugrats. Like, I, I wonder if he would, like, the showrunners for Rugrats are still making money off it. Rugrats went on forever, and then they made movies and stuff. I don't know. It's yeah. probably all getting a, uh, like another wave of money since I think it's all streaming on Paramount Plus now. Yeah, I tell you what. I mean, did you? Let me ask you this about like uh, being a kid. Was there ever an appeal to get slimed? Yeah, for sure. I still really want to get slimed, like proper slimed. Like I don't want somebody to fucking dump green water on my head. Yeah. It's got to look you like go to Nick- poop slime alley. Get this done. That is not the slime I'm interested in. Yeah, I want real slime. I want. I'll take either the the goopy slimy stuff from Double Dare, or the weird chunky shit they dumped on people on. You can't do that on television. Well, they still have Nickelodeon, right? And they still slime to an extent. So it's not outside of the realm of possibility that you could be slimed. No, also, we just have to get we have to get MSPH nominated for a Kids Choice Award, and then we have to win. <laughs> and then when I go and accept my award, they'll slime me. Yeah. Well. Discord's not going to help us with the kids' people's choice award. No, fuck no. That just you guys all. I I, I want you all to to think about this long and hard. You killed my dreams of ever being slimed. Great. I hope you're happy. MSPH Discord. <laughs> now now Kevin's pissed and Sh- and Shuddy's pissed. That's it. You know what? End the Zoom. I'm out of here. I fucking quit too. <laughs> this is, I'm gonna go make. I'm sl- gonna get published to the internet. Fuck you guys. I'm gonna spend all my free time trying to make slime. I'm gonna find a good slime recipe and make it myself. I'll okay, accept that. The, I'll accept that. I would slime myself if I can make good I slime. Like, didn't you? Don't they? Can you slime yourself or get slimed at Universal Studios? I don't think there's a Nickelodeon presence there anymore. You could back in the day. They said they had a sliming station, and they were talking to Mark yeah. Summers, and he's like, "I have no fucking idea why all these kids were lining up to get slimed, but every kid that came to Florida wanted to get slimed, and I have no re- idea why. It makes no sense to me." Yeah. Well. Uh, I wonder what he would say about you as an adult still wanting to get slimed. It's a, it's still a goal of mine. It's still on the bucket list. It just has to be recorded. If I could go out to a field somewhere and somebody could get up on a ladder and dump, dump a bucket of slime on my head while someone else films it, like, that's all like I the need. The fucking ice bucket challenge? <laughs> the slime bucket challenge? Yes. Yes, I want that. I'll donate we, money to ALS. Well, come on. That's That's a sensitive issue. Let's find another cause to rally around and draw awareness to and we'll use slime the als and ice bucket they did well they're 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 branded pretty tightly how about we can do slime and is is anybody raising money for micro penises no there's a bunch of needle dicks walking around that society's just completely forgotten about yeah don't aren't they usually mass shooters do we really want to i don't know you know. took it there. You made it weird, Jeff. I did just make it weird. I said something in my head. I was like, this is going to be good. And then when it came out, I was like, well, we, that was a dead end. Yeah. I, I, okay. We could find a way to give um, freshly dead corpses funding to chop their penises off and give them to baby dicks. Guys with micro gotcha. penises. The Micro Penis Foundation. Started by Kevin Kraft. Oh no, no, no! Take my name off. I don't want. Yeah. I don't want to be associated with that. What's since he's not here to defend himself? Let's say it's started by Shuddy. 
terrible. He's not going to come back. <laughs> Edit this out. That was terrible. I don't. I, don't, I, I take that back, Shani. Uh, how about you? Did you watch anything? <laughs> I didn't know. I, yeah, thank you for tying down that question. I wasn't sure where the how about you was going or where that was. How going. about you? Do you have a micro penis? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's how big's your dick? How about you? Uh, I watched I watched a documentary, a Netflix documentary called "This Is a Robbery." Uh, it's the world's biggest art heist. And as soon as I saw the thumbnail and the description on on netflix i didn't even have to watch the trailer i pretty much like i saw it in my living room as i was getting a cup of water and i pretty much sprinted back to my bedroom to watch this and it lived up to the billing for me you know like i'm into art uh i mean like heist shit is cool and is there a cooler way maybe not i've recently seen rush again so race car driver is a pretty cool way to make money, but is there a cooler way or how many cooler ways is there to make money or have a profession outside of art, art thief? Like that's pretty sweet, right? It's sweet, but how much longevity is it is, is in that career? Well, that's the point. Probably not much. They, so one of the guys that they're, they, it was a four part documentary series. Each part is like an hour and they're talking about the, 1990, uh, $500 million Isabel Stewart Gardner heist, uh, which is in Massachusetts. It's a museum, Isabel Stewart Gardner Museum. 13 pieces were stolen, including a Rembrandt and a Vermeer, and it all totaled the $500 million. So, yeah, a lot lot of money, right? Um, Say it again. I know. I just said, "Holy shit!" And that also made yeah. me wonder, like, because you were like you pointing out that is there a cooler way to make a living than being an art thief? It would probably suck for you and I because we don't know what we're doing. We would get caught in five seconds. But yeah. wouldn't that be like when when technology? Who knows? Maybe in twenty years, maybe longer. But if they perfect really really cool VR or even like Matrix type shit, where we can get ports in the back of our heads and somebody can jack us into a simulation where. We have all the tools and the know-how, and you could pretty much just do what feels like a real-life art heist. And if a security guard shoots you, it's just game over, and you don't go to jail. That would be really fun, wouldn't it? Wasn't it? Did you ever play the Mission Impossible video game where you had to, like, one of the... I think think it was the Mission Impossible video game where you know how in the first Mission Impossible he breaks into the CIA room and he can't hit the floor? Yeah, that the iconic like him, like with his hands out, floating on his chest or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that, like that. I remember that scene just being, or that there being a Mission Impossible game, and that scene being awesome, or that 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 uh that video game sequence being awesome, and kind of like match what I wanted it to at the time. And this is like the next step of that, the next evolution of that, where you do VR of like bank heist, art heist, just like crazy shit. I mean, that's what we're all hoping for out of video games, right? It's essentially like Grand Theft Auto, but VR. Yeah. Right? Like how 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 much shit could I get into and get away with? And if I can't, well, let's hit restart. Fuck it. Yeah. And being an art, like art heists, I feel like that is the most sophisticated criminal. Like if you're picturing somebody who does an art heist, it's, pro- it's probably like a spindly mustache or like, a lady in a cool dress with diamonds. 
I feel like art heists are very fancy. Robin Banks and like uh, gang banging is a little on the rugged side, but the real fancy pants is we'll do art heists. Yeah, because with a bank robbery, you need a gun. And like, it's probably got to be done by force. There is more finesse that it's needed to rob <laughs> paintings. I would, I yeah. would assume, right? Um, and it was just, it's, it's crazy because these, these, there's a ten million dollar reward. They still haven't found the paintings. There's a ten million dollar reward as to like information about the paintings. Um, but like, like who comes up with the ten million dollars? Like. How like does the Isabel Stewart Gardner Museum they they have an endowment like they're fucking Harvard like they're Yale like like who, maybe who, who shells the money and rich people because rich people like to donate to fancy museums so they can get their name put somewhere big and then it's like a dick flex where you know if you're if you're single you take somebody who you perhaps would like to bone and be like look at that see that wing of that fancy museum everybody's heard of. That's my name on there. What do, you, what do you say we get out of here and go poor? That's, that's Illuminati money. Like, you don't even really need game if you have that kind of money. Like, the Guggenheims, like, we got a whole museum. We have a whole museum. And the museum is an art piece. Like, like it's fucking, like, <laughs> it's amazing the kind of, like, power or, like, I don't know, reputation or clout you probably have in order to get, like, artwork donated to you or to donate to a museum or to have museum wings named after you. And, you know, so a lot of like the hypothesis or a lot of the guesses, excuse me, about who possibly committed the heist, a lot of it tracks back to the, to the Boston mafia and just the mafia and, you know, organized crime in new England and Boston. I'm, I'm, and, I, I would start with George Clooney. <laughs> and, he seems like a guy who might be able to pull this off. So support, and this is what to me is most interesting about it is so it's crazy how many of like the Boston mafia are also FBI informants. So these guys figured out Era, that, I heard you guys are looking for a uh, era Rembrandt. Yeah. So, <laughs> so essentially like the mafia would steal art to use it as bargaining chips to reduce sentences. So like there's a guy who's like getting who got out of jail a few years ago who got out like 15 years earlier and no one knows how. And like essentially someone just emailed the courts and like yeah his 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 sentence reduced for murder. His sentence got reduced. <laughs> it's like what the fuck? So like there's guesses like people just like rationalize this with like oh this guy has an art piece and he gave it up in order to get out of jail sooner. So Errol, like, I know I killed that cocksucker, but uh, Errol, how about I give you this original Henri Matisse painting? It, right. It's just crazy like how, like how much rich people's skin is in the game. How much influence do they have on like federal investigations? Like they're able to like an art piece can get you out of jail for committing violent crimes for, you know, like unrelated violent crimes. It's like like how much power does is behind this art? And I mean, it's it's a rhetorical question, and it's pretty obvious. A, a lot of fucking power, right? Especially if no no one is, who is named is offering up ten million dollar rewards 
for this artwork, but one of the first episodes they were talking about this guy named Miles Connor, who's like an infinite infamous, one of the most infamous art thief, uh, art thieves, excuse me, in America, in the world. And he was the original like suspect to this case. And apparently they ruled him out because he was in prison serving time for another art uh, heist that he had. But like this guy, like they only spent like 10 or 15 minutes on his backstory. And then they kind of introduced him or brought him back into the, uh, into the documentary and the following episodes. But like this guy had like the coolest existence. Like he moonlight as a local rock star his defense attorney is like, this guy, this guy is like a genius level IQ. I guess his father was like a lawyer. His brother was a doctor. His sister was something else that like takes intelligence. And this motherfucker was like, no, nah, I'm going to be a criminal. And just use every bit of his intelligence to like steal art and like work with the mafia. And like, it, it, it was just like the hooded outlaw life was what this guy wanted. And it's, it's, it's gnarly dude. And, I thought it was, I just thought it was a really interesting documentary. I'm very biased. I say that I feel like a lot before I give a positive review of the documentary. But you watched the whole series? I did, yeah. I banged it out in uh, two nights. So I did three episodes one night and then I finished it the next night. I give it four dicks. That's solid. I know it's really good. There's a, there's a big portion of the Puminati that fucks with documentaries. So we just gave two, one movie, one series. Specifically, it's perfect because Bonnie recommended to you the Orange Years. That's what's called the Orange Years. Yeah, on Hulu. And I would assume she either is interested in this Netflix documentary or is have, has already seen it because she's obviously super interested in documentaries. And we've talked here or there on Instagram about uh, true crime documentaries that we're both into. I'm, I'm assuming she's into it. So Bonnie, hit me up. Let me know what your how many how many this is a robbery dicks you'd suck because I'm <laughs> I'm going down on four of them. So. <laughs> oh, don't touch these four dicks; they're mine. <laughs> yeah, I called dibs on these four dicks. The my the Miles Connors. Man, speaking of of movies and stuff, big fucking casualty out here in L.A. The ArcLight, my beloved theater. I didn't Gone. break the news to you. I kind of wanted to be the guy to break the news to you. I've broken some personally, you know this, and we're not going to dive into it. I've broken some pretty tough news lately. So I was in a mental spot to be like, you know what? I can be the one to tell. I love Kevin. He's my brother. I can tell him this. <laughs> I can tell him this. But you found out before I told you, didn't you? I got more texts about <laughs> the arc light closing than when Gizmo died. Oh. 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 I... I really loved that fucking theater, man. It was it was the Cadillac of movie theaters. Tickets were like a dollar or so more. Actually, I don't know, because AMCs were pretty pricey towards the end there, too. But, like, I don't know. It was like 17 18 bucks for a ticket. They got kind of steep. But it was worth it. The theaters were sparkling clean. You never stepped in, like, sticky soda-spilled shit on, on the way to your seat. There was never gross, sticky shit on your seat. The... They didn't run ads before the movie. They would show pre- three previews, three trailers, and then the movie starts. You didn't have to sit through 15 minutes of fucking Pepsi commercials and then seven movie trailers. Three, limited. 
the screens were always awesome. The sound was great. The concession stand was awesome. You could get beer. You could get wine. The popcorn was the best popcorn I've ever had in any movie theater. They had a good selection of snacks. The whole thing. I, I loved all the little details. The, the, they had a uniform for all the employees. And on their name tag, underneath their name, it would say their favorite movie. And I loved just seeing what everybody's favorite movie was. Just If you're a movie nerd, that place was heaven. I went there once a week, easily, sometimes more. Had a lot of fun experiences there. Sometimes they would just throw random surprises at you. Like you'd be sitting in a movie and then on your way out, the fucking director and star would be waiting by the exit to shake everybody's hands on their way out and say thank you for coming. I saw 22 Jump Street there. Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum got up in front of the screen during the credits and thanked everybody. Um, they, yeah, they, they, I was going to ask you about that. I was at that movie. I, for, I forgot if it was that one. But yeah, it was Channing... Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill, yeah. Yeah, they did cool shit like that all the time, and it wasn't announced. Like, sometimes they had announced stuff. I had I'd gone there and seen Q&As uh, mm-hmm. for movies. Like, uh, our homie Elian Eichuler, whose movie Nobody is is killing it lately. I went, Yeah, Certified Fresh. Yeah, I went and saw It Follows in the theater with him. And they just brought out chairs as the credits were rolling, and the writer-director... And the two stars came out and just did a fucking Q&A right there. And I watched Elia geek out on it because we both were just like, that movie kicked ass. And then we see chairs being brought out and we're like, what the hell is going on here? And I watched, who's now, you know, a, a pretty big name in directing, got Hardcore Henry and Nobody. I watched him geek out to another filmmaker about his film. And it was just stuff like that doesn't happen when you go to an AMC. Like, that was Arclight shit. They had cool events. I saw, you know, the the Edgar Wright trilogy. I watched Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and when Hot Fuzz ended, uh, World's End started at midnight. And Bill Hader did a Q&A with, you know, Edgar Wright and Nick Frost and Simon Pegg in between movies, and Tarantino was sitting in the audience. I mean, that place has been a, a staple for in L.A. for, for decades. And even before Ar- Arclight bought the theaters, the Dome, the Dome in Hollywood... Is is you know appears in tons of movies. There's been tons of premieres there. It's in prominently featured in uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That was that For was me. my like my light at the end of the tunnel. That was like I can't wait until COVID's over until and so I can go sit in the arc light and watch a movie in the arc light again. Yeah, that was essentially I feel like what you were mentally preparing to be. Like, this is the end of COVID. Yeah. I'm at the arc light. We're done with this fucking weak shit. And yeah, I mean, for me, like, it was, it, I don't know, it got more on my radar because I was huge in the entourage. And that was in the entourage theme song, theme sequence. I just always saw it. And that's like how it first like, got on my radar. I was like, oh shit, that's a big theater. And my brother, huge film nerd huge much more much more of a film nerd and film buff than i am talked to me about it about how it's quentin tarantino's favorite one of his favorite uh theaters so and then obviously going with you over the years and it just it always felt like now granted i'm driving up from long beach or from a different part of la hanging out with you making it at night but it always felt like going to see a movie at the arclight cinema or the dome or whatever it just felt bigger. Like it felt like a bigger movie experience. And what I would liken it to, and you kind of alluded to this, I got to use my sports analogies, but like Michael Jordan calls 
calls Madison Square Garden the mecca of basketball, right? And then they talked about it with a star basketball player last night, and he was just, like, giddy, like, fucking ear-to-ear smile, like, oh, my God, I love playing here. And it's, like, very similar to, like, this, the, the arc light, the dome. It's, like, it's yeah. like the mecca of movies. Like, this is, like, I don't know, for lack of a better term, ground zero of, like, Hollywood superstardom. Yeah, it didn't feel like just going to the movies. And I, I had gotten, I'd seen hundreds and hundreds of movies at the Arclight. And every time I went, it felt like an event. Like, I'm not just going to the movies. It was like an event. Even just going by myself. I went by myself all the fucking time. I have an Arclight membership card with thousands of points on it that I never got to use. Yeah, who's going to give you that fucking popcorn now? We, I don't know, we talked about it somewhat recently and i just always i i it still it like it blows my mind that we're pretty much at the end of the 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 well close to the end of the pandemic here and they couldn't hold on a little longer i like, know it's so weird like they already got the go-ahead to open movie theaters are open and ArcLight put out a statement saying like yeah we're gonna wait until you know the vaccination percentage is a little bit higher and the COVID cases are down, and there's more movies being put into theaters that will motivate people to go to the, the movies again. They're like, it's it's coming. It's going to happen soon, but it's not quite yet. We're going to wait a little bit. And then that, I think that was three or four weeks ago, and now they're just like, yeah, uh, we're out of business. Every Arclight is shutting down. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, why why the original message? If I don't know. Maybe it was a, maybe it was a, a red herring. Maybe that was a distraction. Like they knew they were closing, but they weren't ready to do announce it yet. So there's like, oh, we're gonna wait a little bit. But they got cool shit. Like every ArcLight theater, when you're in the lobby, every week there was a different display. So you know, when Avengers came out, they had all the original Avengers costumes like propped up on mannequins in a display case. They had just every time you went there, there was a new display case with movie props of something that was showing in the theater. It was like a, a museum visit and a movie. It was. It sounds really uh, weird to get so bummed out about a movie theater closing, but it was. I don't know. For LA movie nerds, it was. It was a big piece of the experience, and that being gone is, is a, a big, big old wind up soccer kick to the gonads. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it just compounds the epic terribleness this podcast has had for the, <laughs> the past like week or two. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. How often or how many times a month do you think you would go to the ArcLight? Like you're, it's fair and, and very reasonable for you to be butthurt at least, at least twice, right? At least probably more. No, I mean every. Movie. No, it was. I mean, I you know I always had a movie to review on MSPH, so it was at least once a week. And you know you you'd get those those weekends in the summer where, you know, three bangers would come out in one week, and it's like, oh fuck, I gotta space this out. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to come come back on the, in a couple weekdays. Now to move into the ArcLight. Seriously, I don't know. And as somebody who's an aspiring filmmaker and a writer, just the idea of going to the ArcLight and being able to see one of my own movies was such a driving force. That was, you know, a fantasy in my head. Like, I, like that's the ultimate. I could, I could never imagine what it would feel like to go to the ArcLight and see something I wrote. To plop down and watch. It doesn't even have to be the dome. I don't, I don't even know if I'd be able to handle that. If they put Iron Lung in the fucking dome, They'd have to put me in a plexiglass booth because I would probably explode. That'd be too much for me to handle. Well, and now you gotta. Now the new goal is uh, the Chinese theater, right? Which, I guess that's it's not bad. It's not. It's, not it's a bad. cool theater. It is a cool theater. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, it's famous. Yeah. You but can yeah, if if you had to settle for the Chinese theater, that would be all right, right? 
Yeah. But what goes uh, in there? You know, that's what fucking... It's going to be a f- fucking jack-in-the-box. There's going to be a... Well, I guess there's a jack-in-the-box across the street. There's going to be a... I don't know, like a, a McDonald's, a fucking... You know what's going to happen is either AMC or Amazon or some big streaming service is probably going to buy it. Um, I... I I imagine it'll stay a theater. It's too big of a building to. I don't know what else could you turn it into. Like it's 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 prime real estate. I'm sure the rent is through the fucking roof. So if you put laser tag in there, none of people are going to play fucking laser tag to keep the lights on. Yeah, but enough people eat fast food. I don't know. You th- maybe like an indoor. Are you going to be okay with that though? Like if they keep the dome. And they keep the sign Cinerama, and it's just, I don't know, whatever, Alamo Theaters, Regal Theaters. You'll be all right with that, right? The Dome, I am very, very confident the Dome will survive. Because it it was around before it was the Arclight. Yeah. So I'm sure that will stay a single theater. It's just a matter of who buys it, and if if it's like some cruddy corporation who takes the fun out of it and is just like... Yeah, I don't give a fuck what the the popcorn's like. I don't care about the concessions. Yeah, yeah. People are going to pay to go in no matter what. So here's the dome. In some yeah. way, shape, or form, the dome the dome will survive. The theaters and the inside, eh, who knows? There's a very solid chance whatever it turns into won't be as awesome as what it was. I Granted. Know. Exactly. Granted. I was also thinking like... Like Twitter exploded. When that news hit, every single celebrity that I follow was tweeting about it and it's like I wanted to be like can't you rich motherfuckers start like a private discord maybe <laughs> and I don't know do a rich guy go fund me that may and you know throw in your your uh loot to it be part owners I'll fucking contribute to a GoFundMe to save the arc light but sure you brought up Clooney Clooney how long is Clooney's money Put in a million, Clooney, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Tarantino, you could throw some bucks at that, right? I, th- I feel like he always got screwed over trying to get premieres at the Arclight. If you're part owner, no one can tell you no. Yeah. You, you talk about how much stroke or clout or how cool it is to have your name on the fucking wing of a museum. What if you get your name on that dome? I mean, that, you know, that might be a little much. You hear what I'm, you, you get what I'm going with, though. Or where I'm, where what I'm getting at here? Yeah. Well, there you go. That's that's the other big bummer of the week. <laughs> All right. So, Palm Springs. That was good. Nana's good. I saw the I saw the selfies. Everything looked. Everyone looked healthy. Everyone looked happy. You're getting some boozing done with your family. How was it? It was pretty dope. It was. It was. Uh, yeah. My a lot of my family is fully vaccinated or got their second shot and just waiting to hit the two-week mark or just around the corner from their, their second shot. But my, my grandma and my aunt in Florida have had been you know double-shotted for a minute now. So they were just like, yeah, we've been cooped up. We haven't been traveling anywhere. We haven't been seeing anybody. Let's, let's do a little mini vacation. So they flew out here. We road-tripped to Palm Springs, went out to the desert, got an Airbnb. And arriving at the place... It was in this really nice cul-de-sac outside of the house. I was like, all right, this looks like a pretty nice place. Open up the door, and this place was fucking roomy as hell. Massive, massive ceilings, big family room, big living room. I was like, this is fucking nice. 
Go out to the backyard. Backyard's a little small, but there's a lemon tree in the backyard with big-ass lemons dangling off of it and a couple that fell on the ground. There's a pool. Not the nicest pool in the world, but it was warm. And a pool. So it's like, fuck yeah. This kicks ass. Then we started inspecting stuff a little closer, and you know, a lot of shit didn't work, and the showers wouldn't fully convert from tub mode to shower mode, so it was just like maybe two people pissing on your head when you take a shower. Uh, oh, no. A lot of plumbing issues, a lot of gross, stinky shit left left behind in the fridge. Uh, some of the beds were, like, in one of the bedrooms, it was a bedroom, but it was clearly just, like, an office converted, and they threw, like, two little kid beds. They were, like, six inches off the floor. Just two twin mattresses, six inches off the floor, thrown in this room. So that was a, a little weird, but we were like, ah, who gives a fuck? We're not, we're not here to stay at the Ritz-Carlton. We're here to drink and, and have fun and catch up and stuff. And it was nice. You know, Palm Springs is notoriously hot. If you're not familiar with California geography, Palm Springs, Palm Desert, that area in the Coachella Valley. Desert area, somehow terraformed and and made to look like Florida. And it gets hot as balls there. Pretty much the only people that live in Palm Springs are retired 80-year-olds and gay people. For some reason, old people and gay people love Palm Springs. And it gets, in the summer, like 120, maybe even hotter. But I guess this was the sweet spot. It didn't get too much past 90, and since, it, since it's so fucking dry, it wasn't like a, a deadening, disgusting, swampy heat. It was easily bearable. No. Um, the one thing that kind of fucked us was it was fly season. Oh, so no. it was like a biblical plague. We couldn't even lay out by the by the pool without getting swarmed by fucking flies. It was really weird. And my grandma was getting all pissed off, swatting all these fucking flies off of her. Is there, like, did you know that going into it? Or when no. you got there, did you see, like, signs, like, beware of fly season? No, there weren't even signs. It was just, what the fuck is up with all these flies? And my aunt and uncle have a friend that lives in Palm Springs. And we hung out with him a couple of the nights there. And he was telling us, like, yeah, fly season came early this year. I'm like, oh, that's what all this shit is about. But uh, aside from that, it was just really nice, relaxing. Um, You know, the stress of all this podcast shit was definitely looming over it and sucked some of the fun out of it. But it was nice to just relax and drink pina coladas and Mai Tais with the family and see my grandma again. I haven't seen her in like a year and a half. Um you know, I talked about it last week. My grandpa is still in the hospital, and he's been battling some shit and came within an inch of dying himself. So I know my grandma was all bummed out, and it was, you know, once he made a turn for the better. Oh, that, and oh, and I, I also teased that my grandma was saying she wanted to get stoned for the first time. So I brought the weed lean with me, but I was like, you know what? I'm not going to twist her arm. This is going to be her decision, because if she has a bad time, I'm going to feel so fucking guilty. And I know what a bad time on weed feels like because when it happens to me, it takes all the shit that I'm worried about and instead of burying it and going into don't worry, be happy mode, it fucking amplifies it. And I didn't want to put my grandma in a situation where she's thinking about you know losing her husband of 60 plus years. Um, and if, if it got to that point where she just freaked out and had a panic attack and could only think about that and like you know her own mortality, she's in her 80s and I couldn't have that on my conscience. If she wanted it, it was there. But I was not breaching the subject, and she didn't bring it up. So I, I, I couldn't force her. 
No, I couldn't force a dose on my grandma just to have a better story to tell on the podcast. I apologize, Fair but enough. couldn't bring myself to do it. So that that never happened. But then we did go to on our our last day. We went to so my aunt and uncle's friend. He's like a a, a jeweler. So he had a pretty nice pad and a pretty nice backyard, and we hung out there. And he was like, "I want to treat you guys to caviar and champagne before you leave." And I've only had caviar once in my life, and I was pretty young, and it's fucking gross. Basically, tastes like whale jizz or something. I was like, "I'm not into this. Uh, I don't fuck with caviar." Yeah, I don't fuck with whale jizz, so I probably will just stay away from the caviar. Have you ever had caviar before? No, dude, I haven't. I will say this. He got the good oh. shit, and it was awesome. I was like, all right, if this is what rich people fuck with, this is th- I could get down with this. I get confused with caviar and escargot. What's the difference? Escargot is snails. What's caviar? Uh, fish eggs. Gotcha, okay. Wait, have you ever had escargot? Yeah, we actually went to a fresh French restaurant one of the nights, and I got it there. <laughs> you motherfucker. Listen to you. What a wonderful vac- vacation in Palm Springs. Eating escargot and caviar. Wh- which Snails one do you like better? Uh, I mean, escargot is usually served in like a porcelain dish with like holes in it. So it's just a cooked snail corpse drowning in butter and garlic. So it's essentially I'm just like a meat sponge for butter and garlic. So if you like to taste of butter and garlic, you're chilling. Okay. But the, I guess the caviar and stuff, uh, you know, it was paired with other things. It was on like, you know, thin cut raw salmon and crackers and little cucumber wedges with cream freeze. Was it really cream freeze? Yeah. Nice. How does, was it good? I had a hard time not giggling at that, you know, because of South Park. Yeah, but But, it tastes good. I've never had cream freeze. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I kicked ass. It was fucking awesome. I was like, all right, now I get what rich people see in this shit. You know, if I, if I was Moneybags Magoo, I might, I might throw a little caviar shindigs in my backyard from time to time. I You're inspired? I see it. When you grow up, you want to be just like your grandparents' friends, that jeweler. It was my aunt and uncle's friend. Oh, excuse me. Uh, but he was a wild guy, the... Eccentric, Very, you were saying. Eccentric, yeah. He's a he's a, a a gay dude, and he he's got some loot, and he loves to live lavishly, and he told a story about every fucking thing in his house, like the statue, how much it costs, how much it costs to ship it to America, and I wasn't off put off by that. I usually, when I am around, you know, I live in a fucking goofy one bedroom apartment where I'm surrounded by comic books. When I go to somebody who has a nice house. And has cool shit. I'm always wondering, like, man, I wonder what that fucking costs. What does it take to get something like that? And he was very free with that information. So I never even had to wonder too long before I found out how much something costs. And I was like, all right. I, I could see how I'm some people guy. get put off by this, but I fucking like that. I like the flex. And you answered the question going on in my inner monologue. Yeah. This is this this statue over here, this basic bitch that only paid a hundred thousand for it. Whatever. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it any further. Let's go to this other one. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, that, that was about it. Palm Springs trip wasn't all that eventful. Um, the drive there, uh, I've only been to Dr- Palm Springs like once or twice, and it was when I was working for Brody Stevens's TV show on Comedy Central. 
So we went there yeah. for one day of filming. Straight up then, like 10 years ago, huh? Getting there, yeah. And then mm-hmm. the, the, the second time was when we wrapped production. They had a wrap party in L.A., and I got sent to Palm Springs to pick up Brody's mom from the nursing home and take her back to L.A. to the party. So both times I went to Palm Springs was a day trip, and it was super fucking hot. When I drove there this time, it was from San Diego. So we had to go through the mountains, and it was my grandma was pissing herself. It is so windy, and you make one wrong turn, you're flying off a cliff, plummeting hundreds of feet. It was wild. See, I've I've talked about my fear of heights. This is like a known thing. Oh, you would hate it. I actually kind of would like it. Really? I like. I feel like you would have been in the backseat going, "Oh, oh, 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 save me, Jeebus!" Oh. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I would look at it similar to a roller coaster, where it's just like, yeah, this is very scary, but I'm going to be all right. I guess there's a little more room for error, but, like, how often has someone fallen off the side of that mountain? I don't know. I was asking, though. <laughs> yeah, was... I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure, Dude. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you were, buddy. That's a way to keep everyone calm. Hey, how, no, how I asked afterwards. Die down here? I asked afterwards, because we took two cars gotcha. to get there. So it was just me, my grandma, and my cousin. And I knew they didn't really have the answers I was looking for. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to... I didn't even want to talk, dude. I was so lasered focused on not flying off the cliffs. There was beads of sweat forming on my forehead. I was like, this is an intense video game. I like All of my concentration is dedicated to not driving off a cliff right now. Oh, oh, you were driving? Too. Yeah. It oh, was, okay, yeah, yeah. It was so fucking windy. And every you time... We're, you guys don't think we're going to die here, do you? <laughs> dude, my, my grandma straight up thought we were, we were, we were done for. So were you, I mean, were you driving like super slow? You have to, right? I mean, I was going the speed limit, but even that felt a, a little bit iffy. And then there were cars behind me and some of them were kind of like, like on my ass. And I was like, yeah, you fucking serious, dude. Fucking townies, dude. Like, I felt like what I was driving was pushing the limit and this guy wanted to go faster. And I was like, well, you can eat shit, dude. I'm not driving any faster than this. Yeah, dude, for sure. Like I probably could, but I didn't want to, sp- these these turns were legit, and if you spin out, lose control, or anything, right off a fucking cliff. And I that mean, is the end you of don't you. Have a, you don't have a point to prove. You're with your grandmother. Yeah. Whatever. What am I trying to do here? Yeah. I mean, man, that sounds fucking, sounds like a trip. So no texting while driving, huh? No. Was that, was that during the beef of the MSPH beef? That would have been a perfect time to hit you with text. The, the 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 phone was in its cradle and had GPS up. There yeah. was there was no fuckery going on there. No death metal? Were you listening to death metal, the grandma? No, it was fucking. What, what do you put on? What music do you do you rock? Like, do like, you have a, a a generate like music a playlist for all generations in case you're not necessarily on my food? phone, but I I put on like the '80s channel. Went back and forth between the '80s channel and. Radio Margaritaville, and just low volume. <laughs> yeah, so you don't have to put up with it too much. Yeah. Wait, are these, you still have Sirius yeah. in your car? Gotcha. These are Sirius channels? Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So, Man, yeah, nothing all that eventful. That's exciting. But it, was nice to, it was nice to get away for a little bit. Anything that closely enough resembled a, a vacation was definitely welcomed at this point. You know, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, my... I'm two weeks past my second shot, so it's starting to feel a little bit more real. I'm ready. Yeah, because 
I guess when you like interact with people or go out and about, like people are pretty cautious and you might have your guard down a little less. Maybe you're wearing the mask because it's part of well, yeah, you wear the mask because you still, got it. It's still suggested and all that, but like there has to be, yeah, I've said this a number of times. There has to be a little pep to your step and for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, there's even times now where it's like, oh fuck, forgot, forgot, still gotta wear masks. Do you don't you want I don't know, like I would be addicted. I this is like one of the things why I do really want to get the vaccine. I should get it sooner than later. Cause I would be almost addicted to telling people that I got the vaccine just to see how their attitude changed around me. Like I'm going to walk into Ralph's without my mask on. I'll have a mask in my pocket, but Oh, sir, sir, put on your mask. Oh, sorry. I'm vaccinated. I forgot. Silly me. I forgot. That's the antibodies thinking. <laughs> yeah, that's sorry. I'm just super healthy and I'm vaccinated. I, I, I just forgot. I take things for granted like my health. Yeah. I'm, I'm so past all of this COVID shit. <laughs> I'm on such another level than you guys. I completely forgot. Silly me. What a bonehead, huh? Yeah, you fucking flex with your vaccine. I also made the biggest trip, longest trip that I've had since the pandemic. Uh, Well, tied with my longest trip. I went back to my old neighborhood, uh, Ellis's current neighborhood, actually, uh, Hermosa. One of my friends, I'm going to tell another story about this guy that's more topical during the Patreon, but... I met up with one of my old coworkers. He was out visiting his friend who's, it was their, it was his friend's birthday. So he's out for the week, just chilling on his couch, smoking pot, whatever, hanging out. And he was up in Venice. He biked down to Hermosa and I met him in Hermosa because it's a middle point. He was also able to go on that bike ride, which you and Shuddy have been on before, which is just epic. Oh you know yeah. What I mean? That kicks like, so much ass. Yeah. So he, I mean, he went from Venice to Hermosa. We went from Hermosa to Manhattan Beach, and that's like half the time. And you remember that it wasn't like exhausting, but like it was, it was a little consuming. bit of effort. It's yeah. It took some time. Yeah, it took him like an hour and fifteen, hour and a half. And I've made that trip with my ex before, and it's a sick bike trip, but it is it's an effort. So, anyways, I went with him or I met up with him in Hermosa Beach, the pier, and all uh we went to a bar there and had some beers. And I brought Allie with me. She fucking hates being out in public usually, but she was such a good girl. I was very impressed. Would you put her in a basket? What? No. What do you mean? No, no, we didn't bike. I, he biked from Venice. I met him and I walked. Yeah. We, we just hung out when we had beers outside of one of the bars. So she was able to hang out, dude. It's you're, you're seeing someone right now, so you won't be able to benefit from this, but we got to go to the dog park. She, the attention she gets is fucking stupid. It's stupid. Everyone loves her. And she's like the perfect dog for it too, because she gets so excited about attention. And she's just like trying to jump up and lick people in the face and like has both their paws in the air and trying to high five people. And like, she's so excited and like, it brings up the energy around her. So like any, t- there are so many like pretty girls like, Oh, excuse me. Can I pet your dog? I was like, sure. I'm like, Oh, what, what's his name? It's like, Oh, it's a girl. Oh, she's so, and it's just like, it's like, Allie, I cannot wait to get back out there with you. This is going to be great. Or we're, we're going, you're my bait. We're going fishing. We're going to trick these bitches. Pun intended. Has that, uh, lit any sort of fire under your ass to start uh, an exercise routine or 
get a head no, I'm start. So, on I'm going to be a virgin. So. Staying with no. the incel life, huh? So it's the same shit. You know, I went running the other day, but then I came home and ate Postmates. I'm probably going to do a snack attack later. So, you know, the older we get, I've said this a million times and people have voicemailed about or, you know, chimed in. It's all about diet. It's mostly about diet and my diet isn't that good. And I'm about to, I'm going upstate New York, not really for a vacation, but kind of for a vacation. So now it's like, I'm not going to eat healthy up there. So I'm pretty much going to hit rock bottom this week and then I'll come home and this summer, like I'm going to, I say this now, I hope it doesn't get, it doesn't blow up my face or I don't pull through on it, but I'm really going to like ratchet it up and really work out and get after it. You know, my hope is to do a diet and a pretty strict diet. I just want to do the snack attack, but outside of the snack attack, really just eat healthy every other time. And put some significant work in the gym, hit the weight room, get a hiking or basketball hobby. One of the two, if not mixing both the two and just having a more fit lifestyle, active lifestyle, living like a Southern California. And like, you know, we talked about this with the discord thing earlier, but like, I haven't had, I haven't done shit besides write podcasts and watch sports for the past year. And I'm getting antsy and I need to, I need to fix that. I need to go the other way on that. So I'm going to get to it and yeah, seeing how she interacts with all like everyone and hot chicks. Like I gotta, I gotta stop holding this back. I'm such a fat lumpy turd. Like not even my dog can help me here. (laughs) Yeah. You're beyond the point of no return with with dog help with dog. help. Yeah. 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 For sure. I mean, it's not, I could still, or it's just in your head. No, no. So one of our uh one of our show photo shoots that we've done, maybe the original one, I was wearing this shirt. I will I'll stand up now. This shirt is tight as fuck. And I look like thirty pounds of shit in like a five pound bag. Let's oh, we're gonna see, see some Jeff Hooters. It doesn't look as bad as I thought it was going to look, to be honest. But it is a lot. T- it is a lot tighter on me than when we first took the picture. And I'm going back upstate. It's still the weather is still sketchy up there. It's going to be in the high 40s for a few days. So I got to bring jeans. I straight up have not tried on my jeans in a fucking calendar year. I have not put on jeans once since the pandemic. Man, so, you might want to actually, try them on once we finish this up because you might need to make a gap run before LAX tomorrow. Oh, for sure. I'm I'm going to like work out immediately after this. I might have to. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm I'm like you have to butter up those, your jeans. <laughs> it's one of those things where I have a feeling what the answer is going to be, and I really don't want to disappoint myself. So I should just go out and buy the jeans. Might you know as well. I mean? Yeah. But I don't know. I might. The the shorts, not like elastic or not the uh, like gym shorts, you know, shorts that have a button on them, they still fit. And my pants are the same size, so I hope, but fuck it. Maybe I'll just rock shorts in high 40s. I'm going to be so cold. Oh, no. Whatever. No one cares. No one cares. I, no, I, th- I, I, was, I was not like, is it in your head that way? Like, do you think you could still spit game and get girls in your current situation. No. 
No. All right. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, of, of course. There, there is a market for my fat ass. Yeah, can you it's go to not... a plus size dog park? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a market. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm honest, and I fire my shots on Tinder, I can make it happen. But I do, I do suck right now for various reasons. So, and I've talked about this. I feel like definitely with you, but I want like a month or two in the gym where I. It's not just working out and physically looking better. It's like structure. Like I'm doing work from 7 a.m. to 1. I'm hitting the gym. I'm coming back. I'm doing some other hobby, doing other some other thing that maybe can better my existence. And then, you know what I mean? I'm like in a routine. Girl, girls, women, they want to hear about a routine. They want to hear about structure, discipline. And right now it's just like, I don't know. I wake up, I watch sports, I write about it, and then I eat Postmates. I beat, I beat off at the same time every day. Does that count? <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about. You're, oh, my you're watch dating. is going off. It's actually time to beat off right now. You, you're dating right now. Why don't you give me your secrets to success? It's that haircut, wasn't it, you fucking handsome devil, you? The haircut definitely helped. And, you know, I got a head start on the, on the working out. So, like, when I met the, the girl that I'm seeing now, I had already gotten a bit of a head start on, on de-chubbifying myself. I seem to have hit a fucking wall with it lately, which is kind of bumming me out. Like I, 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 I even kept my routine up while I was in Palm Springs. But like, I don't know. Uh, after you know, after I do a bunch of push-ups and stuff, if I go and look in the mirror when I'm all still like all swolled up, I'm like, man, I wish I looked like this permanently. But then like 20 minutes go by, and it's like um, someone let some of the air out of the balloon. Like my my boobs are just like. <laughs> start frumping yeah i frump out it's like uh someone stuck a basketball air tire pump like in my boobs and went and the fucking nips were like boink you know and i still got this spare tire that i can't get rid of so it's it's frustrating to have been keeping this routine going for so long and just hit a wall with the results i'm seeing but part of it's also because I got I got to push it harder. I got to get the fucking cardio worked in and it's just not happening. It's so goddamn time consuming and I've just, you know, I've been spacing out. I haven't been working it in. I feel like if I get the if I make the bike more of a part of what I'm doing every single day, that'll get this last bit off. But I'm still at a point where I catch myself in the mirror and I'm like, "Ah, I wish that wasn't there." You know, I really like your neighborhood for the urban stuff that it has, but like this is one of my neighborhood is one of the significant advantages I have over your neighborhood. Like I my 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 pad is two blocks from the sand. When I go running, it's always along the beach. It's fucking sweet. Yeah. Like it's fuck I would hate I would hate to do cardio around you. Like to I'm me not, yeah, I'm not doing laps in poop slime alley. It's the fucking bike. I gotta get on the bike. Right. Like Vent- Ventura Boulevard is a no go. I'm not running down that fucking street. Yeah, fuck that. No way. Um, and then you could do cardio up the private section, but like that's gonna bust your ass. That's yeah, that's hurt. that's a heart attack waiting to happen. I got to get a, a solid month, month and a half with the bike before I can even consider running running around yeah. that area or just and then a, a light fucking jog. Life alert. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> For sure, I'll drive up and I'll save you. You let me know. All right. Well. Checking the time. We did it, Jeff. Um, are you? Do you need? Do you need a week off? Because you're going to be gone. Uh, you said you're not going to have internet. Oh, 
and shit. I mean, believe it or not, my mom does have internet. Um, I'm bringing, because I'm going to do a sports betting podcast up there with USA Today Sports next week. So I'm bringing my gear. I plan on being good to go. The only issue could be my mom's internet does kind of suck. Could be the internet, but I'm fully good to. I'm. I think I'm good to go here. Okay. Um, and I did just get a. I I did get a response from Dom. So we're gonna push MSPH to May eighth. Okay. So May eighth will be the next MSPH uh, wrestling. Jeff's got some. You know, family stuff to attend to. You know, times times are still a little weird right now. I'm sure shit's still gonna be fucking weird on Saturday. So we'll see we'll see what happens by Saturday, May eighth. Two week delay, but it's coming. It's yeah. still there. Dom's got it all put together. And if uh Shuddy's listening, come back, brother. And if anything, like I'm just just thinking right now, I mean, it's a stupid idea. I could not be here next week, and he can come on and say his point, or maybe he'll feel better, and we can we can ease back into this. We'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll <laughs> yeah. see what the next seven days hold. But uh, I don't know. I guess you know. Make sure your Apple Podcast subscription is active. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. You know, stay tuned. We'll get some alerts. We'll see what we'll yeah. see what happens in a week. This podcast, we're going to be all right. It's going to remain funny. It's going to get back to being chill, not having drama. I, because I'm a fucking weirdo, kind of like arguing like drama, but that's not the place of this podcast. That's not what we're here to do, and it doesn't fit what we're going for. So we're going to get back on the right foot here. It's bummer right now what's going on, but I have hopes for the future, and it all gets squared away. Yeah, it's not, it's not our first road bump. Yeah. MS- MSPH has been through the trenches in the trenches for, for over a decade. So everything always evens out in the end. We'll get there, friends. Yeah, for sure. But hey, thanks for hanging with us. Um, and if you haven't done so, uh, it, it, it couldn't hurt to get a couple more five-star reviews from people that, that haven't done so to you know counterbalance the, the, the minor fucking review bomb we got in the last week or so. Yeah, for real. We, gotta, we need to push those to the bottom. So help us out. Listeners, yeah. and uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, I'm at Kevin Craft, at Jeffrey Records, and at MSPH Podcast. Don't forget, you can listen to Fade the Media, Jeff's other podcast. Um, let's see. Oh, we got. I know we got a bunch of voicemails. We'll try and get to those next week. But if you want to add to the pile, you can just call two zero one four seven two zero one three nine and leave a message after the beep, or you can just straight up shoot your emails to Mad Scientist Party Hour at Gmail Patreon, still going, still there, Discordless, but all the other contents there, uh, patreon.com slash madscientistpartyhour, and our YouTube channel's there if you haven't subscribed yet, and you would rather watch us instead of listen. Man, now that the Ella Show has been on YouTube, it's cool seeing people, people do screenshots of, well, not screenshots, they actually just take pictures. People will just put the YouTube episode on their TV. And yeah. just play it in the background while they're doing shit. It's kind of cool. So yeah. you can do that with MSPH as well. We're up there. For sure. Not as <laughs> nice of a studio as the Ellis Show, but yeah. There's a you little can bit, do it. A little bit, little bit more of a budget behind the Ellis Show. But <laughs> a little bit. I'm sure you can understand why. And uh, I guess that's it, friends. But until next time, something. Oh.
a ding a poem, 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 Okay. All right. All right. All right. What up, Jeff? Hey. Are you recording? <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Podcast mode. Easter. Eggus. Nice. Uh, wait, how do I give you recording permission? Hmm. Wait, I'll just right-click your make host. Oh, allow to record. I guess I can probably do both, huh? All right, I gave it yeah, to you. I guess it doesn't matter. Don't allow to record. No, I'm going to... I'll let you do it. Boot from meeting. So, <laughs> our, uh, we, are we going to... Let's just wait for like, you know, 15, 20 minutes, see what Shuddy's doing. <laughs> I have I have a pretty good idea of what he's doing. Not <laughs> responding to any of our stuff. Yeah, all I can guess is what he's not doing, honestly. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, well, elephant in the room. I'm not wearing a V-neck today. It's... uh. That's Jeff's Jeff in mourning. No V necks allowed. Yeah, this is this. Yeah, well, this is my villain look too. Jeff, Jeff might have to get dragged this episode. Well, so at least we got stuff to do other than the um, the obvious awkward unpleasantries to get out of the way. Yeah, we do. What? We have a ton of stuff to do, right? Yeah. I, I know I worked all weekend on stuff for us to do. Did you do your work? I mean, I finally got out and had an adventure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I was so kind did of, I, actually. I was kind of hoping that something, you know, more stupid would happen to me because that's usually, you know, a good meet of MSPH is me going out and trying things, something stupid happening, and then I get to report on uh, the stupid shit that I did. For real. You not having stupid shit really is a letdown. You know what? That's the real problem with today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Well, oh. well, 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 well. The show must go on, right? Suck on my dick! Yeah, that's what I said. Or that's what I think. We still got buttons. Uh, Suck on my dick! Until they get C and D. Um, we still got uh, um, this. Fucking, I mean, it's delicious. I mean, fucking pizza delicious. Whole Foods <laughs> does that to me. You heard me. <laughs> Mid coital eating Whole Foods. Can you? I know you can be be precoital and postcoital. Can you be midcoital? Is that is that a is that a term? Is that a? Well, I'm guessing you... midcoital is just during sex. Precoital is when little droplets come out of your your dong. Right. Well, that's, I don't know. I'm that's not, pre cum, I guess. Not a doctor. I'm a mad scientist. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, uh, when were Pearl, you thinking about it? Pearl Jam. Is come right? Pearl Jam's just come. 
Was it? I mean, think about it. Jam is like gooey jelly, and if it's pearl colored, isn't that just jizz? Pearl jam? I think there's a very specific reason for why they have that name, and that has nothing to do with it. But if what you about, know something different. No, that was just a guess. And then okay. there's that song, Drops of Jupiter. Is that about pre-cum? Th- I was told by uh, a lesbian I used to work with at Applebee's, one of my favorite coworkers I've ever had. She said that was about a, a cum shot. Drops of Jupiter? Yeah, Jupiter was the Roman god. Like he he was Zeus for the Romans. Zeus is the Greek god and Jupiter is the Roman version of it. So drops of Jupiter in her hair is essentially god just bukaki in people. Is that what rain is? Jupiter just coming all over everybody. I mean, perhaps, but he specifically said drops of Jupiter in her hair. So it was just like, or was, I don't know, some shiny <laughs> cum is what I, is how I, <laughs> that was my takeaway. Butt cheek fuck me. I don't know. I like that theory. And that's I, the, I tend to that's trust. That's the one I've been working on for my whole life. Well, since I heard that. I tend to trust lesbians. Just yeah, as as a whole, smart. if I can, if I could, um, uh, power not paraphrase. If I could, uh, um, oh wow, my brain is straight up not working today. Improvise? No, um, the bad thing you do to people to group Troll? lump lump a group of people together. Stereotype. Stereotype. I hate, I hate when I do that to other people. If I could stereotype and maybe be positive with it, I trust lesbians. I think out of all minority or even majority demographics, lesbians are the smartest. I like that. Right. Cool. Cool. Thanks. If I'm ever lost, I will always try to find the nearest lesbian to ask for directions. Because I know what they're going to give me is truthful, and I I, I know it'll be right. Right. Uh, cementing that point or backing you up there. I changed my Siri voice recently to the most say uh homosexual woman's voice. So that way I could have a, a smart lesbian guiding me. <laughs> it's the Easter egg. We're throwing, <laughs> uh, it's, you know, hey, seeing- um, lesbian Siri, take me to California donuts. <laughs> She always has the shortcuts, let me tell you. <laughs> okay, uh, you know what? Change my mind. Let's do Korean barbecue. All right, let's but see. Uh, she was smart. Like she was that. working as a line cook in Applebee's, but she was going to school and college. And by the time I stopped working there, she had also stopped working there and gotten going with her full-time career. So yeah. one of my favorite people, Kate. I miss you. Shout I, out to I don't Kate. think she listens. You should, find girlfriend. Her. You, sh- you should find her on like Facebook or something and tell her to listen. I think like we're friends on Facebook and do LinkedIn, guerrilla marketing. I'm going to message her. Yeah, I can do that. Message everybody on your friends list. Hey, y'all. Uh, you should check this out. Yeah, but I've done that before kind of, and it didn't, you guys weren't thrilled with that. 
I don't think I should be in charge of any of the marketing. How about you message me what I should say? And I'll do that. That's the, uh, that's the best idea you've had in a long time. <laughs> yeah. If you've noticed, and this kind of has, I'm not going to go down this road, but if you notice, you guys yelled at me, you guys, you and Ray Ray, uh, a few years ago about social media activity that I had. And I just completely got rid of Mad Scientist Party Hour social media off my phone. Like, I don't have the logins for anything. Like, I can't do Instagram on anything. Really? Um, yeah, because I was just like, you know what? <laughs> like, I don't. It's this is too much similar power. To, it's it's similar to the other issue. We're kind of in the middle of. It's like you know, this doesn't. This isn't that worth, and I don't like it that much. Like, <laughs> I don't like. I'm not that good at social media. So when you guys are like, dude, just chill. I was like, ah, it's all right, cool, no fight here. So <laughs> I just this was years ago. I don't even remember what the issue was or anything like that. I just I just deleted it off my phone. So I don't. You're the you're the social media editor here. Yeah, I I mean, it comes in waves. I feel like some shows having like a regular social media presence makes a difference. It doesn't seem to make a fucking difference one way or another. The only time I've ever noticed a difference being made in the show is booking guests, and people are just like, "Yeah, I'm skipping that episode." So it's just like, all right. We'll stay the course. We'll do what works. Farts and yeah. poops. I've, listeners have hit me up about that not somewhat recently. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. Like people, you guys really don't like the episodes with guests. So yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what do you want me to do. Like there are definitely people I'd love to have on. I'd yeah. love to shoot the shit with Tommy Chong. I've wanted to have him on as a guest for a while. I actually. Yeah was pretty close to booking him, I don't know, like six years ago maybe. Uh, and it just kept like falling apart, but the contacts were there. But shit, it's a lot of work booking guests too. So if uh, if people aren't interested, I'm not going to, you know, put in tons of hours of extra frustrating work just to get less numbers, you know? Right. I mean, it's probably a lot of no's and the one yes you get just doesn't, doesn't really help out the numbers like you're saying, so fuck it. Yeah. Good evening, mad scientist. At least we got TJ Miller to make that noise. Yeah. Yeah, the sound drops are on point. Good evening, mad scientist. Or <laughs> still we, right? It's like, you know, we are the mad scientist party hour. It's not Kevin and I. Just no. trying to get my intro and in my... He's it, coming back. Send him the link. He's coming back. It only takes two to make a Wii, Jeff. <laughs> well, it's us. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Help you. All right. Should we kick it off? From Los Angeles, California, we're the Mad Scientist Party Hour. <laughs> 